It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. Okay, so we're talking to the president. Do you actually refer to yourself like that? No. President of... I'm just, I, I guess I'm president of the board here. But. Yeah. President of the board of the TCU Food Bank, John Welch, who, when they first told me, you, they, they made it sound like Walsh. You know, like yeah. that guy who chases down uh, bad guys, yeah. John Walsh. I'm going, that guy's all the way over here? Yeah, well, they, they make me sound that way all the time. <laughs> just want to sound official or something? Yeah. Anyway, John Welch actually liked the grape juice. Yep, liked the grape juice. No kin. Oh, that's too bad, man. Yeah. We'd be loaded up with it over here. Yeah, well, I, yeah, no can, but yeah. Yeah, John Welch, unlike the people who don't pay their gambling debts. Uh, that, that, did that go over your head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who don't pay their gambling debt welches. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But that's not you. Well, actually, the whole... How did you get involved with the TCU Food Bank to be ending up being the president of the of the of the board. I mean, what brought you over to this? Well, thing I anyway? tell people by the time I realized the light wasn't the end of the tunnel, the train hit me. Uh-oh. That's what I tell people. But honestly, uh, a number of years ago, our church was having uh, Bible study groups, and one of the one of the items in the Bible study group was that every third. Wednesday night, we would have what we what was called a serve night, where instead of gathering together for Bible study and fellowship, and that we would gather together as the group, and not necessarily the same group we were in, but just you know a group of people and do some kind of local mission work. And my daughter wanted to do wanted to come to the food bank. She didn't want beanie weenies or anything like that. No, she okay. didn't want beanies. My my daughter's got a good got a big heart and uh, I know I've met her. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna, she, uh, she's gonna she wanted to come to the food bank. That time uh we were over we were in the old building. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting. It was different, that's for sure. It was definitely different. And food would come in in be collected in boxes from food drives and, and different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it would come from, food would come from different sources and now had to be repacked. So Wednesday night, every, the, I forget now, I don't remember. It was the, we'll say the third Wednesday night of the month, instead of going, uh, to our, our group meeting, we would meet with people and we'd meet at the food bank and we would, uh, unpack boxes and repack them so that the items in the boxes all went together like you know a box would come in and have beans and corn and macaroni and yeah and cereal and we would take everything out and pack it back in boxes where you know this box has beans and and peas and this box has corn and this box has you know, sitting here talking like, you know, we do down here with my arms flapping. <laughs> That's all right. I'm, the only reason I'm not is because I got a little more training in it. But, you know, but, uh, but I talk the same way. We would, uh, we would unpack and repack the boxes. 
and I was I was going because she was you know and I you know it started in the winter time and, mm-hmm. and I said well I'll go with you so we got over here and it became very apparent that uh, Lawrence our director was you know he has a big heart too and he's and he he would have things set up and we would come in with 20 or 30 people and doing 30 minutes what he was expecting to take two hours to do Mm -hmm. so we it started expanding and and we set up and it was set up kind of a a assembly line process and it improved and went and I, I kind of became the supervisor. I don't know how. You uh, just fell in your lap? I, like, I guess okay. it just fell in, I, I guess because uh, I was willing to take on, you know, the response and make sure that things were done right. Mm-hmm. And after we'd pack these boxes up, if we had time, then we'd pack up day boxes that we give to our homeless people that come by. Or we'd pack up boxes that, you know, like we give out to our senior adults or or pack up boxes for um, yeah a lot of people don't know that but we have several different categories of how much and what yeah depending on depending on what was the closest by the boxes we have we we would sit there and pack and we'd spend hour two hours and um i mean it was enjoyable well i'm sure you're sitting there yapping with your friends and yeah it's it's uh you know uh you really didn't have you you visit you visited. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like a quilting bee. Yeah, You're sitting around yapping like while quilt, you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but while you're doing it, you would you would be accomplishing something. And then I was uh, asked to be on the board. And because you took over and started supervising everybody, see yeah, you see that was that, I, I, I volunteered. <laughs> you know, I just I said I said yes I. Yes, I'll uh, I'll come to the board and I'll be on the board. And after a few board meetings, uh, the our president at the time had some issues and needed to step down. And I had taken the job as vice president. You know, vice president is usually a safe job. Yeah. You know, that's usually the job. You know, the to, to to keep you from being president or whatever. Um, and. Lo and behold, she had to back down, and I wound up being president. And how long ago was that? Two years, two, a little over two years ago. All this started about in January, two years ago. And I said, okay, I'll be president. And then I got a, you know, re-elected president. Of course, once, you know. Didn't anybody run against you? You know, historically, <laughs> when you look, when you look, go back and look at all the minutes, whoever is president, usually it, it takes you five or six years to get out of that position. Mm-hmm. It's like quicksand. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, you're, you're mired down and, and but, you know, it, uh, it's a, it's a fulfilling position because so much has happened here that has been accomplished by uh, what God has provided for, for this food bank. I mean, this food bank's been here for over 35 years. And some wonderful people come up with ideas, some wonderful people set it up, mm-hmm. uh, some wonderful people, you know, started the process. And I really doubt that when the first few months that this food bank 
existed that they ever imagined what it would be like today. In fact, the first time, first time I volunteered here and we was packing boxes and all and, and they was talking about how many people they were serving. I never dreamed that in two years that we would go from a rented uh, small space to owning our own building. 7,000 square feet and about to be added onto it. Right. I mean, we we own a, uh, we own a campus now. And it's becoming a campus. Yeah, really. As, as God provides, and and every every time we turn around, we're we're challenged with another task. Um, we started our feeding programs with the kids in the summertime, and that that was a challenge in itself. But that was probably one of the first uh, of the challenges that I was involved in as a board member was helping come up with with a plan to make it work. I can't say I come up with an idea about it, but we were approached and you know, we provide meals for, for kids in the summertime because, you know. You know, and a lot of kids. I mean, I was, I was talking with Lawrence about that. We fed over 26,000 people last year, and that's not counting the summertime programs. Right. I'm going... Why don't you count them? You're feeding those kids. A lot of these kids, that's the only meal or one of only a couple, two or three meals they get that week. That's and why it's so important because when school's out, the school lunch program stops. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a lot of kids, that's the only meal they get. When holidays come, that's the only meal they got. And it, it just developed from there. Uh, I remember when we started, started uh, providing boxes for senior adults and not just is they would come through our distribution lines, but after COVID hit and so many of them were scared to get out mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, we come up with a plan to, uh, get food to them and it's still in place today. Yeah. Um, we're adding on as a matter of fact, we're going to step away for a second. John Welch is the guest. He is the president of the TCU food board, but we're going to find out more about you. I mean, I can tell everybody what the food board does. You know, not really from your perspective, but who are you? I know your name, and I know you own a boot and clothing company because you gave me a couple of shirts. But who's John Welch, and how did you end up where you are? So we'll be talking more about that when we get back here on the TCU Food Bank Podcast, taking care of you. Spun here. Are you used to packing a lunch when you go get a new driver's license? Well, go to ABC Title. With six locations, we're scary fast. I mean, you need a car title or a license plate or a real ID or just a notary public. Go to abctitle.com to find the scary fast office nearest you. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Too much to do and too little time to do it? If you have too much on your plate to get a new license plate, go to ABC Title. We are scary fast. With six locations, there's bound to be an office close by. Go to abctitle.com to find the location nearest you. 
And we're back on the TCU Food Bank podcast, taking care of you. And right now we're taking care of John Welch, who is the president of the board. How much longer are you going to be the president? How long do you think before you can sucker somebody else into being a vice president? Well, it, it just depends. I mean, <laughs> it could be three years. It could be, you know, uh, I've been approached by several. I've been approached by Lawrence about something that would take me out of the position of president. I would mm-hmm. stay on the board, but uh, it's a lot of things to do. As long as we're getting things done, so we've got a lot of. Uh, things in the works. Uh, we got a building we're fixing to start building, a new warehouse, and uh, it's a very good possibility that we will have a second warehouse going up by this mm-hmm. time next, uh, you know, a year from now. And we always have to look toward growth. Um, just like in our personal lives, when we quit growing, either you're growing or you're dying. You know, it's there's there's no other way to look at it. So it's more than just maintaining what we do because mm-hmm. let's face it, the people, people are always going to be hungry. Yes. People are always going to need help. Hurricanes come through, uh, any number of kind of disasters can happen. But they could be personal disasters. They don't have to be natural. I mean, somebody loses their job six months right. before they're able to retire. Which I think is pretty cold-blooded on, on companies' parts, but, you know, I can't do but nothing about that. But you're right. That. I mean, if so much things can happen. I think, you know, somebody can, uh, a friend of ours was in an automobile accident and hadn't been able to work since. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just never, God presents you with people that you can help, but you have to have, you have to have, mechanisms in place to provide the help and that's what we're doing yeah well that's what the awkward thing about it is too though because i mean it's hard you can't predict the future you're basically working off of the mistakes you made in the past and it's like it's a a thing where you know okay we're going to add these two buildings but the parish has asked us to be we're part of the eoc so whether we like it or not we have to provide stuff in a storm as opposed to just feeding people who are hungry we have all these different programs that we do, not to mention the kids. But now we're about to start a new program where we're going to provide food and a, a training position for people who are out on parole. That's and right. I mean, what, what a lot of people aren't looking at the correct way on that is that we are trying to help these people from going back into jail and letting them turn around. And you find that people like that who've been given a second chance, they're some of the first people to step up and volunteer or donate money. You know, that's, that's, you're right, and I'm excited about that program because we're all at some point touched by a person that's that needs help, a person mm-hmm. that has made the wrong decision, is trying to correct you know, their life, get their life back on track. And if we can be a part of that, not only will it help us, but it will help them. I mean, let's face it, what's, what's better to provide somebody with some training and a job so that when they have finished their their uh, parole or, or their, their yeah. work or whatever they have. work release and all the rest, yeah. That, uh, that they've got a job so they can keep right on going. There's there's no uh, there's no, no reason to fall back to the old way. No. Uh, have they given an option? And I'm, I'm excited about that. And it's we're really beginning to see what we are going to be able to do here mm-hmm. with that as, as we go through in the next few months. And 
Oh. All right, enough. Now I gotta know about you. Well, John Welch. Well, first off, I mean, okay, you, uh, Joe's boots. Joe's work boots and you do uh, clothes. And how'd you get into that business? What are you, a shoe shine boy or something? Well, you, you say that. Uh, you know, the guy that puts what you want on your, your, your tombstone, he says, well, tell him I was born, I lived, and I died. Well, life's a little bit more than that. Uh, grew up in northeast Louisiana. Paper mill kid. I couldn't tell from your voice. No. No, it just, it, oh, it's bad. That guy's from Brooklyn. I know it. I uh, grew up in North East Louisiana, kid of a paper mill worker, fantastic uh, father, and learned a lot from him. But wound up at Louisiana College. That's where I met my wife. In Pineville. In Pineville, Louisiana College, and we moved around some. We we wound up back down here working for her dad. Her her dad is Joe. That's where the name Joe comes from. Mm-hmm. And I am a shoe repairman by trade. You talking about shining shoes? Yes, that was my. So trade. you're a cobbler. I'm a cobbler by trade. You don't find a lot of those anymore. Unfortunately, no. And it, it's it's a dying art. It, it's an art form. There's so, an old man who lives who has a little shop about a two minute drive from my house. And he's got to be 85 years old, but you ain't stopping him. That old dude is out no. there knocking out stuff. I mean, it was, and then I, I left. I worked for the, her daddy, run a, had to run a shoe shop for him. And then when I went to, uh, I had got out of college, and you know, I did I did the impossible, crammed four years of college in the six and a half years. Wow. While, work, while working, and uh, after we got married, I... Um, Wound up at seminary. You, always, you, were, you were going to be a preacher? Uh, you I went to the Baptist seminary? New Orleans Baptist Seminary. And I was a preacher for a while. I pastored a church in central Louisiana. And, you know, God God has plans that we don't know about. And I'm glad we I didn't because I'd probably run and hid in a cave somewhere. But I wound up back down here working for, for Joe again. And, he, he was the best father-in-law a person could ever have. I, I really admire the man and and uh, learned a tremendous amount from him. And the opportunity came when he decided it was time to retire, and we bought the store here in Homa. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, like they say, the rest is history. You know, we've been here now. We've owned the store now for almost 15 years and have run it and, uh, have a great group of ladies that work for us. That uh, do you have a section in there where you fix shoes, or are you just selling? No, some I don't ones? have a section to fix shoes. I, I I considered it at one point when our only cobbler in town retired, but uh, I'm getting too old for that. <laughs> you should train someone. Uh, it's a, I'm like you said, it's a dying art. You know, everybody just throws away stuff. But we've become such a throwaway society, and yeah. And uh, it's it's nice to be able to do something like with the food bank where you it's not as much throwaway as it is. It's doing something repurpose that is that touches people. Yeah. And you know, we have some great volunteers here at the food bank. We have some fantastic volunteers. We have a fantastic staff uh, that we have that. I'm going to say we actually, our director Lawrence has put together and 
And, no, uh, but you had a lot to say so about that, because let me tell you something. I know, I have a lot of conversations with him. <laughs> he relies a lot on your guidance. Yes. And he also relies on going, yeah, John's not going to buy that, <laughs> so I'm not going to waste my time. So, you know, you have considerably more input in the running of this thing, even day to day, than you know. Well, he tells me that, and I mean, I'm, yes, I do, but it's because of people. You know, if I can't help people, you know, um, I guess that's why I enjoy retail. I always say I want to get out of retail, and every time I get out of retail, I'm back in retail. I mean, it's, it's a people business. Mm -hmm. well, really, that's what it is here. It's a people business. I've never done retail. And, and, uh, but I'm in the people business because yeah. I would get on stage or in front of a camera and entertain umpteen people, you know. But uh, after a while, they. I remember the first time I got in front of a microphone at a radio station. Hmm. Uh, they'd ask me a question, I'd nod my head. <laughs> yeah, don't quite work that way. Yeah, huh? no, I, no. And say, look, if they can't see you nod your head, you're going to have to say something. And, uh, but, you know, it. It's it's been an interesting it's been an interesting journey, and it's still a journey. Uh, met so many nice people here. Um, still able to volunteer some, uh, have a business to run, but mm. my ladies are making it so I can start taking time away. They work for me, so I can start taking time away. Some the plans to start doing some more volunteering uh, besides running the board. When do you think you'll ever retire? Or do you think, let me when, rephrase that. Even if you get the opportunity to retire and take it, just in my conversations with you before in this one today, are you, you're never no, going to like I'm not all, do nothing. I'm always going to do something. I'm yeah. always, I got to have, you know, I remember one time my daddy had retired from uh, the job he was in. He only, he only held a couple of jobs and he his whole life and he retired and I said something says, You got time? He says, Look, I'm retired, I can do whatever I want. But he never slowed down. Yeah. The day after he retired, they they had a, he he was on a different job. And uh well he he said, I, I work harder now for for less money than I did when I was working for money, but you know, that's probably the way I'll be. I I can't quit. You quit moving. Yeah. You just quit, you know, it it's over. Yeah, my dad was a his hobby was woodworking, and uh, he built just beautiful pieces with precision work. But he took his time. Yeah. I mean, he'd get up in the morning and have his coffee, and he'd work on the woodwork, and then he'd stop. My mom would feed him lunch. Then he'd sit on the breezeway and smoke his pipe and think about <laughs> stuff. And I'll get to that later, you know. So, probably from the time he retired until he passed, he probably only made about twelve different pieces. But they were magnificent pieces of wood. But, but he was doing something. He was and doing I'm, something. I'm going to do something. And, and he gave all that stuff away, too. We have, like, one piece of it. That's it. I, you know, I, I'm going to do something, too. And, and a lot of, some, a great part of my doing will be here at the food bank in some fashion or form. You don't want to go back to northeast Louisiana? Home is where I'm at. Uh, you know, our friends are here. You know, we talked about going, retiring to the mountains in Tennessee, but then it gets cold up there. It does get cold. I yes. like it down here. I got friends in Tennessee that are going, <laughs> you should see it at Christmas. I'm going, yeah, well, my eyes will be frozen shut. I won't so, see nothing. You know, home is here. Our friends are here. Uh, our church is here. The food bank's here. 
you know, I've become such a part of the food bank that, you know, it's on my mind almost every day whether I'm actually here or not. Uh, oh, there you go. So, yeah, there, there will always be something for me to do here. Well, we appreciate and, it. You know, I'll be like some of our volunteers we have. They just keep coming. You can't, you can't knock them down. Well, <laughs> they're like weebles. You can knock them down, but they spring right back yeah. up again. You know, John, thanks for taking the time. I know how many things you got to do today. But uh, anyway, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for being our president and help us move forward, create more, help more. We just look to the future for what God has for us and all the people that we're going to be able to touch and now and in the future. There it is. All right. That's another episode of the TCU Food Bank. Uh, we'll catch up with you next time. In the meantime, be safe and we're taking care of you.